What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're very welcome back to the channel and another series in the world of narcdom and discovering what this personality disorder is all about and how we can best deal with it and recover from it. I'd love to extend a really big warm welcome to new subscribers. You're very welcome here. I hope you find the support, uh, companionship on your journey in, in healing from narcissistic abuse um, amongst this community, which is a really beautiful, good, lovely place to be. So last uh, video, we looked at the narcissistic cycle of devaluation and how it spirals and how it plays out. So I promised the last time that today we'd look at just encounters with strangers and how how we can how we can realize that we're dealing with a narcissist from a one to one interaction now we can't diagnose that this person you know if we meet someone have an interaction that we're curious about or that doesn't go doesn't make us feel good we can't say oh that person is definitely a narcissist but what we can do is identify that it's possible that they are or it's possible they have very narcissistic traits and recognize patterns of behavior. I mean, people can have bad days and you can have a one off bad interaction with someone and think, yeah, maybe they're a narcissist. And it's just that they're having a really bad day and they're they're not being their normal, empathic, good self. So without further ado, let's just get into this topic. Um, it's strange, like. When you have been on your journey post narcissistic abuse, I think that the knowledge that you're gaining, um, it kind of ups your narcdar. Like you can, you you can go through a stage of being hyper vigilant and think he's a narcissist, she's a narcissist, and whatever. But when you when the knowledge really sinks in and you're getting yourself back, and you're getting a much better sense of you and your place in the world. It's really interesting because you can actually go a long way to detecting an interaction with a narcissist, a stranger that you may, may just meet on a one-off occasion. Guys, it's all about energy. I am sure 
in your relationship with a narcissist that you were with, or if you have a family member who's a narcissist, you'll know that the you'll feel the energy around that person or being with that person makes you feel a little bit on edge, sometimes a little bit defensive. Sometimes it doesn't make you feel very good and they seem to be occupying nearly all of the energy. And when you go away from that person, you don't feel so good. And it takes you a while to re-regulate who you are and how you feel about yourself. That's usually that type of energy with the narcissist. It's like, do you know, the best way to compare it is when you feel like when you're talking to a really good friend or someone in your family, and if they're in the room, it's a shared energy. I think I've talked about this before. You feel comfortable. You, you're not always watching what they're doing or saying. You're both kind of doing your own things in the room, really comfortable with each other. You you feel safe that you're not going to be criticised. You feel loved. You feel seen and you feel heard. With an narcissistic individual, you're always nearly a little bit on edge waiting for a reaction from them. You don't feel seen and heard. You feel it's all about them. And it, it doesn't feel relaxed. It's very hard to feel relaxed around a narcissist because they're predictable in their patterns of behaviour, but they're unpredictable as to what cycle they're in or what moment they're going to, you know, find something disagreeable. So if you are very aware of yourself and your own self and you're not being defensive anymore, that you're kind of getting recovered from narcissistic abuse and you're in a peaceful state or a peaceful place and there's a progression that you feel, you feel you have your place in the world again post this awful experience. If you then come up against a narcissist, I'm going to try and explain um, how to kind of recognise that feeling or just go over some of the, the circumstances that I would have experienced myself. So the latest experience I had, and now I'll have to say, a very, just in the last few months, maybe it's because of lockdown and not interacting with that many people. And maybe it's because I interact with you guys in the channel, but I've had really good experiences with people and it's renewed faith in the fact that most people in the world are good people. That it's only a percentage that are true narcissists and have personality disorders and are sociopaths and psychopaths. Thank God. It's only a certain percentage. That percentage is argue over, argued over, but there is only a certain percentage. It's the fact that they cause so much, so many problems with people and they cause such distress and such chaos that they take up a lot of energy and time. We tend to think that there's more baddies out there than goodies. So it's refreshing not to have met a narcissist recently. And it's also when you have been interacting with your own tribe, with people that have empathy, with real, genuine, good human beings, then when a narcissist pops its head up, you're kind of, you go ding, 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 and you kind of go, 
Sniper at three o'clock. One coming in. Narc alert, narc alert, narc alert. And it really, you know, you really go, hey, I have one here because, you know, I've been so used to to good interactions where where my instincts or my what do you call them? Your hackles aren't up. So. Recently, I had to make a telephone conversation to uh, an institution where I had had some business dealings and I got through to the receptionist and it was very busy there. And they said they'd put me through to the relevant department. But the phone rang and rang and rang and rang and rang. And as is often the case, I assumed that the phone had come back, you know, the call had come back to the receptionist when she answered because the voice was very similar. And the voice just said, uh, hello, how can I help? Uh, and the, the voice also said the same um, introduction that the receptionist had given. So I said before I went into the spiel about what I wanted, um, am I speaking to, you know, the relevant person or the are you in the the department that I wanted? And she said, I am. But if you're not comfortable speaking with me, I can do blah, blah, blah. And I kind of went, oh. Oh, I said, no, I just was wondering if I'd been put back to reception or not. So I'm through to the relevant place and she confirmed yes. So immediately there hadn't been answered professionally anyway, you know, by the person introducing themselves and the department that they were in. But immediately you kind of go, oh, you get taken aback a bit because the person is kind of on the offensive. So then I started to ask for what I needed and, you know, started to describe that. And this person then came back again. Now, in a very sweet and what I would call passive aggressive type of way. But for anybody listening in that department to this person handling this telephone call, they would have appeared to have been very professional and very, you know, nice, super nice, super sweet. And that's another thing that kind of gets you going. Ooh. So she very politely um, told me that she couldn't understand what I was talking about and wouldn't be able to help. Now, without going into all the details of the phone conversation, the, the person was very sweet, very nice, but in a definite I won't be able to help you way. So no matter how I went at getting what getting my needs met in, in the call that I was making, this person put every obstacle up in the way and she put it up in a very nice way. But she was very condescending and very patronising. And I believe kind of felt like I felt that there was an element there that that person was getting enjoyment out of being obstructive and not helping me. Now, narcissists, if they if you want something from them, and they're in a position where they can not give it to you, which ups their power within themselves. And at the same time, if they can maintain the false mask, the facade to colleagues, etc., around, they'll do that on a one off and enjoy it as a kind of a game. The normal thing in that circumstance would have been for the person to introduce themselves and say, how can I help? You would have felt relaxed. You would have felt heard. You would have felt understood. This, who I would I would believe was a narcissist, answered the phone. 
didn't do the job professionally, made sure that she was very obstructive to me, didn't say offer to take my number and get someone to call me back, kept pushing back, pushing back and pushing back very nicely and very condescendingly. So if basically they have a person who is vulnerable and they're not going to be found out, they will take pleasure in exerting power over that person, so to speak. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So guys, hi guys, sorry I got interrupted there. Um, yeah, so that was the kind of the conclusion there from the telephone conversation with an ARC. That's kind of the way it goes. It gets you a bit upset, it gets you a bit annoyed, but the best way to deal with, with it when you get one of those type of conversations is to recognise what you're dealing with, that you're dealing with someone who's not going to help you. Two things you can do is, one, you can ask them for their name to stop them in mid-flow with their unhelpfulness. Because narcissists, as we know, do not like to be held accountable. So if they think that there's anything that is going to come back at them, it, they can modify their behaviour once you have their name. The other thing you can do is if you feel that there's something they're saying that possibly isn't correct, like um, there is no one here at the moment that can help you. If you repeat that very calmly with no emotion, you're saying to me, that there is no one that I have dealt with before um, in your department at this time that can help me. There is absolutely no one. And they can say, yes, um, but then they'll come back. But I, I can maybe, uh, you know, put a note on your file. That's as much as they might do. Instead of what the normal person would do and say, listen, let me take your number. And as soon as somebody that can help you comes in, I will get them to give you a call. That's the simple, easy transaction, you know, in this kind of a circumstance. But no, a narcissist will string it out, get as much supply from you as they can while maintaining the uh, holding up of the mask to colleagues that may be listening in the background. So we have to hold them accountable if you come across one, recognise what it is and don't let yourself get upset by their condescending, patronising way of dealing with you. Know that it's all about them and they must be having a really bad day and they're a narcissist, so they have to do this to people in their minds. They have to be as obstructive as possible and kind of take the power and control over you to make them feel better about themselves. So it's all an issue that they have. They have a personality disorder and that's why they're doing it. Don't let it upset you. Don't let it get in on you. Don't don't react to it. Just respond to them. Get away from them as quickly as you can and even ring back and get somebody else in the in the same department who will do their job properly and won't be personality disordered. The other circumstances where you can come across the one-off narc instances would be you may see it in a restaurant situation because again with say people that are serving the narcissist waiting staff the narcissist if they're low on supply or whatever for whatever reason the narcissist likes sometimes to create a scene 
And this does a few things for the narcissist. One, it depends on the company they're in now. They will modify their behaviour depending on the company and what kind of mask they have to hold up to whoever they're with. But they may cause a scene and be kind of pompous and grandiose. Normally the overt ones will do this, but the covert can pop up and make a scene at different times as well if if their rage is coming up within them and their frustration or whatever their needs, fuel needs are at the time. So they can make a scene um, in order to impress their fellow diners um, by the their sense of importance and the fact that only the best is good enough for them and that the service is beneath their you know standards and they're not accepting these standards. This is you know they are they're God and you minions are not you know up to scratch. So get your act together because I am not accepting this level of service. It's beneath me. You might get that kind of overt idiot narc who's going to give people who are serving them, who are waiting staff, maybe in a restaurant, a really hard time because they they know that the, the person that's serving them is vulnerable because they need to keep their job. And this narcissist believes that because they're in there and this other person is bringing their food to them, that this person is way beneath them and well deserving of a nice slap down to make the narc feel superior. How that how that makes them feel superior, I have no idea, but it does. It also gains the narcissist attention, which we know they love. And if they are, say, a good customer in that restaurant or have enough money or important enough um, and they have the head waiter coming over and making a fuss of them, this, again, is fuel for them and, again, may, may make them look good to the people that they're dining with. Retail is another big, big area for narcissists to usually complain. They'll usually complain about something Again, people in retail working there are vulnerable. They want to hold on to their jobs. There's the, you know, mentality or ethos that the customer is always right. And there's a professionalism that is expected from people who are working in retail to deal with customers in a pleasant, professional way. Narcissists are well aware of this. Uh, they do, again, know that they have an audience if they say go to customer services or if they make a complaint on the shop floor about the shoddy service they're receiving or goods are not up to standard. Um, and I know we all have genuine complaints and things like this that we bring to the table. But narcissists will, they'll also, narcissists, so if they're complaining, they'll want people to hear. They'll want other people to hear, to kind of run the shop down, to make themselves feel important. And they'll also maybe try and engage other people into this. They'll kind of say, this service isn't acceptable. I mean, the last time I was here, I got this as well. You know, they kind of reach out to, the, to whoever's listening, you know, trying to say, like, I've been waiting in this queue for a very long time. Why don't you have more staff on or whatever? They'll try and raise the, the rabble, kind of. They'll try and bring other people into it and other people have other people complain, you know, and back them up and stuff, just strangers. But they'll just, they just want to make trouble. They want a bit of chaos. They want attention. They want to make a scene. They want to make themselves feel powerful and good. 
I'm sure you guys have seen or had experiences recently with someone who is a stranger to you, who was unpleasant and you kind of would feel that there's something not quite right going on. There's something about that person that you kind of want to stay away from. The ener energy they're exuding is narky. <laughs> it's just narky. It's, it's the only way I can describe it. It's just narky. So guys, if you have any examples, recent examples um, of strangers that you believe were narcissists, please leave them down in the comments so other people can recognise what an arc looks like um, out and about in the in the world in general. Guys, I hope this video was of some benefit and yeah, I'd love to read your comments. It'd be very interesting. Okay, till next time, take great care of yourselves and I will see you soon again. Bye. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.